Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage, boy, they know, man. They know. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Coming up in 40 minutes, the Week 10 NFL preview. Coach could be losing his job after Thursday. Got a lot of stuff going on. And later on, five off-the-grid potential NFL head coaches for 2020. Already going to start it. 855-2124-CBS. But game of the century later on. Well, at least that's what they call it. Game of the century later on today, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. We welcome on Bill Bender, Sporting News, at Bill Bender 92 to talk a little bit about that and a bit about Chase Young. Uh, ESPN reporting, Bill, that it could be four games with an appeal down to two for Chase Young. What are you hearing, buddy? Uh, I mean, the length doesn't matter. I've heard two. I've heard four. I've heard... You know, they've got to dig into what the relationship really was. I mean, the, I texted a buddy this morning. I, Ken, why didn't he just have the girlfriend take the loan then? Problem solved. You didn't take the loan, your girlfriend did. Well, that's a pretty interesting uh, little bit to it. Because, well, you know, a lot of people go, ah, oh, the NCAA's a bunch of garbage. Well, those are fans. Mm. Uh, it's not like you didn't know that this wasn't a... Uh, that this wasn't permissible by the NCAA, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, that's both sides of it. Like, okay, so when they make this ruling eventually, and they will, there's, there's going to be one side that says, and you're seeing it on Twitter, that the NCAA is ridiculous, that the boogeyman, how could he do this? Uh, how could you do this to a kid for a couple thousand dollars? Well, the rules are the rules. I mean, there's a lot of rules I don't like, and, and they are rules. That's why you have to obey them. Um second part will be if he gets one or two games you're going to hear the other schools say well Ohio State's getting preferential treatment no athlete would get this other than Chase Young so put the NCAA in a tough spot because if they don't punish him they're going to be seen as toothless and you know how many teeth do they have left if he's suspended for four games do they make it through that especially against Penn State and Michigan well why not I mean they did that last year without Nick Boza I mean they lost one to Purdue that was (laughs) inexcusable, but that, that loss is on the schedule this year. I think it makes Penn State a little more interesting, whereas I gave Penn State like a 10% chance to win that game. I think it makes Michigan yeah. a little more interesting on the road because I think Michigan – I don't know how you feel, Ken. I, I think Michigan's going to give Ohio State a better game than Penn State despite their rankings and because it's on the road, because they've really? turned a little bit of a corner. Yeah, I really – I think Michigan will – if I had to bet which game was closer, I would say Ohio State-Michigan will be closer. Well, usually because of the rivalry, you you would definitely be right. That that front four, that front seven, I'd say, at Penn State, though, I still wonder a little bit, and it's being nitpicky, and that, that's what we do. I still wonder a little bit about the offensive line and if they can keep up with some of that speed. Penn State's defensive front is pretty quick. They are, but um, you know we're going to find out more about them today. I, I wouldn't. I think Minnesota's going to hang around. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think P.J. with his new back. 
I mean, if I got that much of a raise in one week, I'd, I'd feel pretty good for a while. Um, so I think I would. I haven't got a raise like that in a long time. But, um, you know, I think they're going to run the ball with Rodney Smith, hang around. We'll find out a little bit more about Sean Clifford. I've liked what he's done all season. But I think they're going to have to make a couple big passing plays today to beat Minnesota, who should be fired up. And how about that? The Gophers with an 8 node game at home in November. I don't know if that's ever happened in my lifetime. Well, a lot of people want to go at P.J. Fleck about it, but again, it's exactly what you said. They haven't really been formidable. I, 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 I've liked Jerry Kill, but they haven't really been formidable since like one year with him, and that's even stretching it, maybe a little bit with Glenn Mason, but you're right about that. Who's the number one team in the country, Bill? I think they all have a card to play. I've been kind of using the poker analogy all week that if they were all sitting at the card table, you know, LSU would throw out the top ten wins. High State would say, well, we're beating people by 40. Clemson can raise their hand and say, well, we've won 24 in a row, and Dabo's doing a great job of – I mean, that's exactly what he needs, by the way, is people telling him he's not top four when they've won 24 in a row. You bet your um, ass. <laughs> Penn State's got a strength of victory. They've gone through some good teams. And then I just – we can get into it in a minute, but I still think Alabama, they play by their own rules. They're Al- they, they, like, they can walk into the club whenever they want. They're that team. <laughs> <laughs> and I still think they're that team. I, still, well, I really think they're still that team. If they lose, if they lose today, and they say they lose 24-10, can they still get into the college football playoff? They're out if they lose like that today. They're out if they lose by double digits because they can't fall back on like, hey, we beat this team and this team and this team along the way. They, they were able to do that in 17. They can't last second, then last second field goal, they're still, they can still get in? Uh, I, I think it'll be close. I, I think one team to watch, if I'm watching this game as another contender, if if I'm an Oregon fan, I'm rooting for a blowout either way because I look pretty good with one loss. Along, even though I lost to Auburn, I'm looking pretty good. I think Alabama, they lose close. They're still in business. If they get beat by two touchdowns, they're out. On the flip side, though, and I just, Ken, I've, I've thought this all week, this is setting up like Michigan-Ohio State last year to me, where we've heard all week LSU's going to do it. And they're an underdog, by the way. They may be the most popular underdog ever. I think Alabama's going to go Death Star mode on them. I really do. William Jefferson Bender with <laughs> us on the show. Is that really your middle name? Did I get it right? Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, it's Ruffle. So you're in, like, the neighborhood. Right? Wait, your middle so, name uh, is Ruffle? Russell Bender. Bill oh, Russell. Russell. I thought you said your middle name was Ruffle. I went, what the hell? No, that like, was, uh, that my, my parents were into some weird stuff. But no, uh, no, we, William Russell, like my grandpa. But like, so are okay. you, does that make sense to you, though, that they've been sitting on this game? Saban's probably told them, hey, you know, they think Ohio State and LSU are better than you. That's all he has yeah. to say. You know, that's, and that, that, home, you're so and right. Was back. You're so right. You think about this for a second, Bill, because what have, we, what have we been preaching all year? Now, I know we haven't had a chance to bring you on because a lot of other stuff has been going on. Thanks, Antonio Brown. But Saban does disrespect better than anybody. He does He does conflict better than anybody. He always creates something. And you're, gosh, you're just so right, and I didn't even see it. LSU's ahead of you. They're disrespecting you. They say you can't do it. You got a hobbled quarterback over there. Boy, you got a lot of good reasons for me to go with Alabama in this football game, buddy. Yeah, not to mention probably the greatest receiving core ever in college football. 
if you really think about that too with Judy and Rugs. I mean, they're up there with some of the cores that the my the Hurricanes had because there's their guys were staggered. Like Andre Johnson was a freshman, and it, it just they missed a couple guys by a year, but they're all good. And I and I really think. I know it won't surprise me if Joe I, – I want to pull for Joe Burrow. He's a Southeast Ohio kid. You know, yeah. I'm, of course I'm going to pull for him. But I just feel like this is one of those spots where Nick Saban doesn't care what the other 129 fan bases in the FBS want. <laughs> okay, so if it's – say it's the other way around. Say it's either way. Does Gary Danielson say one of these two teams are the, are the best team in the country and he'll say no disrespect to Ohio State? <laughs> like the drinking You know game? what's happening. How many times are we going to – how many times is he going to say it during the game? Um, like I, I could see I could see it like LSU, maybe maybe LSU's up 10 or 14 or Alabama's up 10 or 14 and it looks like, hey, they're, they're going to win this game and and we're going to just play out the string here for the final four minutes and then him and Brad are having a conversation and then Gary's just going to go, hey, you know, no disrespect to Ryan Day at Ohio State. I've watched him, <laughs> but the, this this Alabama team, you can't beat Saban – you can't beat this. That this is the number one team in the country, and they proved it today. Isn't that what's going to happen? Yeah, and then you're going to see it Tuesday night. That I think the winner of this game is going to hop to number one in the rankings in the in the playoff rankings. Again, I, I love the poker analogies. I love playing the game. I'm so bad at it, but um, this is the biggest hand of the night, right? So you want to yeah. win this hand because if you win this hand, you're the you're the chip leader. You're all those things, and um, I just like I said, I think tomorrow's headline is. Alabama's just, they're still there. They're still the one. And uh, I, I know that a lot of SEC types that I know are picking LSU, so I could be wrong. Yeah. But it just it's setting up that way for me. And it's, if LSU wins, I'm in that. I'll believe it when I see it. Same thing I say about Michigan-Ohio State every year. I'll believe Michigan wins when I see it. Speaking of uh, in the Michigan, I want to talk about Michigan State for a second. Mark D'Antonio's AD came out and said, hey, he's in no trouble whatsoever. That's silly talk. Don't worry about it. You believe that? Uh, get back to me in a week because they got to go play Michigan. That's the game that they uh, oh, build their season around. Jim Harbaugh's probably itching to put one on them, knowing that he hasn't beat Michigan State at home. In either, you know, and they've lost on a monsoon and a punt fumble. So, I, I mean – I think if Mark D'Antonio stays, they're going to have to weigh the what he's done for the program versus what they what have you done for me lately. They will have to seriously mm-hmm. renovate the offensive staff instead of shuffling a few assistants. And it'll put some urgency on 2020, knowing that, Ken, we used to have Michigan State in the conversation with Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. I don't know if they belong in that one anymore. Yeah, it's been a couple years, and I know that they had that one just horrible season, and they try to come back from it, but I think you you do got a point, and if they lose like that to Michigan, I think it is back on the table. And I love D'Antonio, but you're right about that. Answer a couple of questions here. Who's the head coach at Michigan next season? Jim Harbaugh. Um, I I don't want to get too far into the weeds in it, but if it goes south for the Browns, they need a Jim Harbaugh. Not Jim Harbaugh, somebody like Jim Harbaugh. That's what the Cleveland Browns need. Well, I'd like you to go far into the weeds, but I know I know we don't have a lot of time. Who's the head coach at Notre Dame next year? Um, Brian Kelly, unless he flirts with the NFL and they take a long look at somebody I agree with you on, Matt Campbell. Oh, man, I think it would be perfect. I, I really do. I think it would be shooting fish in a barrel right there. Who's the head coach at USC next year? What's yeah. That? 
Who's the head coach at USC next year? Clay Helton, barely. I think they're they're going. Urban's wow. going to turn them down, and they're going to be stuck with. Because if they don't get Urban, who do they hire? Is my question. That's going to appear that that person will be in the the. You know, you can go take a run at James Franklin. Why would he go there? I think it's Clay Helton if Urban says I wouldn't. I think you're right. If I was James Franklin, I'd stay right at Penn State. I think Penn State's a a better job. I think think there's more support at Penn State. I know that they can give you a ton of money, and it's Hollywood and all that stuff. And maybe maybe with the being able to be paid for your likeness thing, it is Hollywood. Maybe that helps out a little bit. But I think James Franklin has a great situation over there at Penn State. Hey, real quick, if Kansas State beats Texas, should Tom Herman be on a hot seat? He should be on a little bit of a hot seat knowing that the guy Kansas State just hired swept Oklahoma and Texas in his first year. What a hire by them, by the way, if they can do that. (laughs) No kidding. Like, I was terrified for them because without Bill Snyder, let's be serious, they've been garbage. And fantastic job. And I know people say, well, that's with Bill's players. Well, yeah, that's the point. That's with Bill's players. I mean, Chris Kleiman's doing a hell of a job, and that quarterback's doing a hell of a job. I like your answer about Texas over there. Do you have any more hot takes before I have to let you go? I like Lane Kiffin at Florida State if they want to go that route a lot more than I do Dion. <laughs> what happens with – how did Dion get brought out there? You can't tell me. I'd rather have Bobby Bowden back. I'd, honestly, I'd rather have Bobby Bowden right now or one of his sons then, uh, no offense to Dion. What what are they doing? What is this conversation? Would you would you love the train wreck though if they did hire Dion? No, I actually like Florida State. Yeah, I want. And I like Dion Sanders. Yeah, I want them to exactly. be good. So I think Lane's the sweet spot between not getting Bob Stoops and not entertaining the ridiculousness that would be Dion Sanders. As a prediction, right now, who are going to be in the college football playoff? Then I'm letting you go. Okay, so let's go. Alabama wins today. Ohio State gets through. Clemson isn't losing. There's three. So we have to look at the score of Alabama-LSU today to see if LSU is worthy of the one-loss team. If they're not, we can go with the Oregon Ducks in that fourth one. Oregon ends up coming back and saving the Pac-12. I love you, Bill. Follow you on Twitter. Everybody follow Bill on Twitter. He's great, at BillBender92. We will talk again soon, my friend. All the best. That was a great segment, Ken. I had so much fun. Thanks so much. Thank you. The great Bill Bender joining us on the show. I want to unpack something he said right there. Because he mentions all the cards to play. He mentions the preferential treatment. He mentions the rules of the rules. You know, if you get a speeding ticket, the speed's the speed, and the rules are the rules, and you know why you could be mad, and you could be upset, you ended up breaking it, and you got to pay for it. Also, the Week 10 NFL preview coming up in 20 minutes. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Week 10 NFL preview coming up here momentarily, 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Also, coming up at high noon, uh, I know a guy who should be at the top of Baker Mayfield's enemies list. And uh, I got a very... I got a take that I'm going to get hammered for by Browns fans. Because uh, what I saw on Sunday after the Broncos game, I've been preaching it, and everybody tells me I'm a fuddy-duddy about it, but I think that that's case in point number one. I'll get to that coming up at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 855-2124-CBS. You know, talking to Bill Bender, Sporting News, again, follow him on Twitter, at BillBender92. 
You know, with Chase Young and a lot of people. And hey, I, I understand. Peter King, why is this a crime? Well, it's not a crime, but it's against the rules. And we know it's against the rules. And we can fight against it. But you need to fight against it under, the gu- under not the guys, but under the rules of what they dictate in the NCAA. You know, you know you can't take that loan. I understand. He wants his girlfriend to go to the game. He took, what, a couple of thousand dollars, reportedly paid it back. Bill Bender was right. Why didn't you have your girlfriend just take the loan? NCAA can't come after your girlfriend. It's the same thing as putting things, putting a business in your wife's name. Give the loan to the girlfriend. You don't need to take the loan. Listen, I, I think the NCAA is goofy. And I, I absolutely think it's a almost mob-style organization. If they're not wetting their beak, you're going to go, you're going to pay for it. I get that. But if this is the way it is, I'm sorry, I can't. I want to argue for you, and I want to say it's wrong, and there's so many things that are wrong with the NCAA. And I do think four games is a bit much when he's paid it back. The money being paid back is a key. I do think that's a bit much. Two games, if you get it appealed down in two games, fine. And I know that it just it won't be enough for SEC guy, and it won't be enough for ACC guy, and it won't be enough for for Pac-12 guy or anything like that, or other Big Big Ten fans. I'm sure. I think four games is a bit much, and also I think that it coming out now. I think it plants a seed of doubt in Chase Young's head. I think it plants a I think it plants a question in Chase Young's head of whether or not he comes back. But I'll tell you a story about where I'm from and what it's done in Cleveland. On your way up 77 North to downtown, there are several little towns on the way to Cleveland. There's Independence, fine town. There's Cuyahoga Heights, fine town. And then you go through Newburgh Heights. And Newburgh Heights is a fine town. I have nothing wrong with Newburgh Heights. But when you go through Newburgh Heights, because it's been on every news station in the area, it's been all over the internet, you know. 60 means 60. On 77, they don't even pull you over. On the interstate, they just gun you, they get their radar, and you'll get a $100 ticket in the mail. You got mayor's court coming to you, pay your $100 fine. They've sent the I-team over there. They've sent five on your side over there. They've sent every single investigator over there. And you can complain and moan all you want, but you know going in. As I come up 77 North or 77 South leaving downtown on my way home to Streetsboro, I know 60 means 60. You better be around 60. I think they give me a couple of miles an hour here and there. But if you're about over 65, expect something in the mail. I know that. And here and there in the NCAA, you can get a little bit here and there. You can get away with a couple of things if everybody's keeping their mouth shut. But when you know, you know. And so if I go blowing through Newburgh Heights and I'm at 71 and I see somebody sitting there on the on-ramp and he's got that gun out, yeah, I'm probably going to get a $100 ticket in the mail and I'm not going to be very happy about it. And I'll complain and I'll say that it's cheap and I'll say that they're extorting me or they're they're just they're just shaking me down for 100 extra bucks so they can pay their or whatever. You wanted this so you need 100 bucks from Kenny Carmen. Fine. Now you know what? I know going in, I shouldn't do that. It's been a long-standing thing. Anytime you get any money from anybody, the NCAA is going to go, where's our piece? It sucks, but it's true. So while I want I do want to defend Chase Young. I do want to defend, to defend college basketball players and football players, this, this 
Memphis situation seems patently ridiculous. And it seems like the NCAA found a loophole to go after Memphis. My hands are tied. Their rules, while arbitrary, while petty, while silly and lacking common sense, are their rules. And if we want to get lawyers involved legally and let that go ahead and go down, I'm I'm for it. I am for it 100%. But every time we complain about this, is it's only because somebody violated the rules. I, I've seen every stupid thing possible from the NCAA. Funerals you couldn't attend. Things you couldn't do. So much silliness. Because they're a governing body and they, well, if we allow one person, then everybody takes advantage and away you go. I, I try to be understanding and I agree with you all heartily. It's a stupid, stupid thing. But when it comes to this... You know damn well you can't take $5 or 50 cents, let alone maybe a couple grand, according to these reports. You can't do it. You simply can't do it. And I know you paid it back, and you might have had the best of intentions. But what this does is creates a clout, and it does nothing against you for your NFL purposes. It does nothing. This isn't anything too dreadfully serious. You wanted your girlfriend to come see you play. She wanted to come see you play. You don't have the money. Somebody had the money. They gave you the money. No big deal. No big deal. I get that. And you'll still be the first player who's, more than likely, the first player who's not a quarterback taken in the NFL draft. You'll get life-changing money right then and there, and away you go. This affects your future to no level, to none. And we want to talk about, well, he's he's he has to answer to his teammates. He's let his teammates down. His teammates, some of his teammates are probably hoping that they don't go looking into what they've done in the past either. Because this is back from 2018, and Ohio State's a very big program and has had problems with these type of things before. Let's be serious with each other here. So he let his team down. I think, honestly, they're probably a little bit worried that they're going to look into a few other things. I think a couple other big names, just because of the way these things usually go, I think a couple other names mm, might want to make sure that everything's crossed and dotted before they move on with this, and certainly give any sort of a statement whatsoever about their teammate. They don't want to do something like that. And by the way, because I'm whispering into the microphone, because we want to keep everything quiet, the same thing goes for all those other big schools that we talk about. The teams on those, the players on those teams might want to be looking at this, because the NCAA, and really the NFL when you think about it, because they want to make sure that they have the right image of people coming into their league, are going to continue to make an example of this. I can make excuses all I want for Chase Young. I can't do it. If you go through a place that's a known speed trap in your area, and you all know it is, 60 means 60, 35 means 35, you go over, you got a Barney Fife who's going to be sending you something in the mail or pulling you over saying, yep, well, yeah, I don't care if it's the end of the month. You broke the rules. You broke the law. You know what it is. That's what the NCAA is. Mark Emmert is a Barney Fife waiting up at the top of the hill and I know that there's plenty of people who talk around the NCAA, guys like Jay Billis, and they might stand there like they're their Sheriff Andy and go, hey, that extra five miles an hour, you know, they need it to get up that hill. That's a pretty steep hill, Barn. Andy, the rules are the rules. The law is the law. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Now, first, 855-212-4CBS. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. You can save 15% or more on car insurance just by switching to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And 
Well, first, I got, there we go, Sunday, the NFL on CBS. It features the Chiefs taking on the Titans or an NFC encounter between the Lions and the Bears. It all begins with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS, week 10. And it's time to do the week 10 NFL preview. We welcome in Tom D. Benedetto. Tom, take her away. Ken, week 10. It is flying. We begin with the Detroit Lions. Before you know it, it'll be week 17. Where does the time go? That's right. We begin with the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this 1 p.m. game on CBS, but 57% of the public votes right now, uh, bets, I should say, are on the Lions. At Soldier Field, you can get in for 78 bucks. I flat out just like the Lions in this one. I think that this is a team that's on the cusp of busting. I'm dead serious. I Every time I watch Matt Stafford, I go, man, he's just got such a bad name, and people can't stand him. And I go, he's, he's good. He's good. Uh, yes, I'm an apologist. I am a Matt Stafford apologist. Let it ring true for the entire mountaintop to hear uh, I like the Lions in this one. I know that they're sub-500, but uh, I think that they pour it on the Bears, and there's going to be even bigger questions about the Bears after. Hate to say it, because you know how I feel about their quarterback. Go ahead. Yeah, Matt Stafford is even better than good. Matt Stafford is great, and he's having a great season. I think he's a top, easily top seven quarterback in the league so far this year, probably closer to top five. The rest of the team has been really hard to trust. This is going to be a tough one, but I think they do get it by a field goal. I'm taking the Lions, and yeah, the, the Bears are teetering on total disaster right now. Game number two, Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati Bengals. This is 1 p.m. on CBS as well. The Ravens are 10-point favorites, and unsurprisingly, 64% of the bets are on them. This is why Greg Roman, and he's not part of the off-grid five coaching candidates for 2020 because he's been brought up before. This is why Greg Roman needs a head coaching job in the NFL after this year. Because it's ingenuity. Now, Baltimore is going to run away with this one. And mean quite literally running away. And you know why? Because of Patrick Ricard. Patrick Ricard. Who went to Maine. Who is a defensive end and playing both ways for the Baltimore Ravens as a fullback. The running game's been good. The reemergence of the fullback is here, and Patrick Ricard brings it back. The Ravens, they keep rolling. The Bengals, they keep tumbling, Tom. This is the first career start for Ryan Finley out of NC State. For Cincinnati, I don't think that that means that they're going to cover 10 points, and uh, I think the Ravens will run away with it, actually. Buffalo Bills at Cleveland Browns. Browns are three-point favorites, a 1 p.m. game on CBS. 70% of the bets, though, can on Buffalo. Are on, on the Bills, and probably rightfully so. The Browns don't deserve anything right now. They're in a situation where they have a different, desperate coach, but I don't know if they have a desperate football team. I think at 2-6, and six, with that team and the way they've been, I mean, they've been blown out a couple of times. It's been effort. And I wonder if they're going to come out firing. This is a football team that if you – I know that they said that he's got at least till the end of the year. But if you lose in bad fashion at home, home's the key. You lose in bad fashion at home to Buffalo, and then on Thursday night you play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is supposed to be your chief rival. If in the course of five days you go from 2-6 and six to 2-8, and eight, and then you got 10 days to get ready for the Dolphins, who are not trying to win, still finding ways to – uh, I, I can't say much about your coach. Buffalo has beaten every team that they're supposed to beat because the Browns continuously let me down. I'm taking the Bills. Tom. Yeah, we've been kind of too kind to the Browns, you and I, on this segment over the last few weeks. For you, it's yep. a lot more understandable than for me. However, this time, you know what, Ken? Vegas is telling you something. 
that it's only a three-point spread for the Browns at home. That means it's essentially a pick em. And I think it is actually that close. I wish it was beneath three points. If you can get two or two and a half or one and a half, I would take the Browns here. I'm with you. I think they're they're due for one week of explosion. I don't think they're going to turn the whole season around, but they're due for one week of explosion. And Josh Allen, as I've said over and over again, I do not really trust betting with him. Kansas City Chiefs at Tennessee Titans, 1 p.m., also on CBS. Chiefs six-point favorites. This went from three earlier in the week when it wasn't sure if Mahomes was playing, up to six now that Mahomes will play. And unsurprisingly, 83% of the public bets are with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Should Rabes be on the hot seat? Ooh. Four and five. I, I think that they are still an eight and eight, seven and nine team. I think Vrabes, though, made the, the right decision in going with a different quarterback. I know that it'll probably end up hurting him in the end, but you got to do what's what's necessary to win, and Marcus Mariota simply wasn't getting the job done. I know injuries, smidgeries, whatever. Uh, only $86 to get in, so it's somewhat reasonable there. It's a little bit more, and Patrick Mahomes probably changes that. Probably a lot of Kansas City folks coming in. Uh, I think Patrick will be fine. I think Kansas City will be fine. I still worry about their offensive line. The Tennessee defensive front is there. I think it'll be close, but I'm still taking Kansas City. Go ahead, Tom. I've watched Tennessee very closely this year because I thought they had potential, and I'm a big Marcus Mariota guy. They have been an epic disappointment in literally every single game. They've had weird ones like the game against your Browns where they got a couple times now where they've essentially been handed wins. Not this week. They're going to get destroyed by the Chiefs. Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans Saints. 1 p.m. on Fox. Saints 13-point favorites in this one. Falcons coming off a bye. 59% 59% of the public bets are on the Saints. Dan Quinn is like Abe Bogota. Everybody thinks he's going to go away, but he's still there. <laughs> well, that was, that was a mean-spirited one, and I'm Poor sorry. Abe. Abe, if you're up there, buddy, I didn't mean it like that, okay? You were Tessio. You were wonderful, baby. We love you. But uh, Dan Quinn's on his way out, and New Orleans is on their way up. Uh, give me the New Orleans Saints. Tom. 13 is a lot to give, but I don't know why you wouldn't hear, especially with the Saints at home. So I think it'll be another blowout win for them. New York Giants at New York Jets, 1 p.m. on Fox. The Giants are three-point favorites in this one. It opened as actually Jets being favored. The line has swung all the way to Giants minus three, and 64% of the public bets are on the Giants. Take the Giants. Saquon Barkley's going to be mad at his own father for wearing a Jets jersey in the stands. I'm dead ass about that. Take the Giants. Oh, also, the, the Jets are terrible. But take the Giants. Can I, I? We brought that up yesterday on the show because I said if my son was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, I, I would still be a Browns fan. Uh, Lima didn't believe me whatsoever. That's yeah. so disappointing. You I would want, why? I would want I'm my son to do well. I'm disappointed in Saquon's father, too. There's nothing to to be attached to with the Browns or Jets. If you what, are if you were a Steelers Tom, fan and your kids got drafted by your kid got drafted by the uh, the Browns, then I can see not wanting to be a Browns fan. Tom, yes, yes. Assume this, okay? okay. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you could see it the other way, but not the way I'm doing it. Right. There's nothing Why? to because there's nothing to stay attached to with the Jets or Browns. As it is, you're kind of <laughs> dumb for sticking in it with them. But now, if your child is being employed by another organization, that's it. That's all the impetus you so, need. You are now full fledged, no longer a Jets fan. You are a Giants fan. So you're telling me I get I get a well, 
I don't think it's the same type of rivalry. They're not in the same division, but I know they play in the same place and they have a lot of the same type of fans. Yeah, it yeah, is the same Tom, type of rivalry because it's sacrilege within your Tom, social group in New York to switch from Tom, the Giants to the Jets. Tom, well, Tom you're telling me I get some sort of get-out-of-jail-free card because my son gets to play for the Steelers? 100% yes. Oh, yeah. my God, I hate Without your... even a shadow of a doubt. All right, hold on. We're going to do this at noon. Forget it. Hold off on that. Forget about what I'm going to say about Baker Mayfield, even though I still got to say it at some point. Sage Rosenfels joins us at 1240 p.m. Eastern. There's a whole lot to unpack. Plus, if you're giving truth serum to Bill Belichick, I don't know who he picks between Tom and Jimmy. That coming up later, but continue. I've had one really solid piece of advice on this segment since we started doing it. Don't bet on the Jets. Next game, Arizona Cardinals at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1 p.m. on Fox. The Buccaneers are four-and-a-half-point favorites, but 63% of the public bets are on the Cardinals. 38 bucks to get into Raymond James Stadium. I could basically get a dinner for two at Applebee's for the same price. What would you rather do? Go eat at Applebee's or go to Raymond James Stadium and watch the Buccaneers? Go watch Kyler Murray. Bingo, baby! Take the Arizona Cardinals. I can't believe I'm saying it. Tom? It's Man, are the Bucks the weirdest team in the NFL this year? Yes, they are. It's so bizarre. I like taking four and a half points, but I would not bet that game. Miami Dolphins at Indianapolis Colts, 405 on CBS. Colts, 11 and a half point favorites. There's been a ton of line movement here. They were favored by a lot more earlier in the week. And unsurprisingly, well, 55% of the bets are on Miami. You got injuries. Uh, you're, you ready to hate me? Sure. I love Brian Flores. <laughs> I love Brian Flores. <laughs> I love him. What is happening? I love him. Okay. They they don't they don't commit penalties. Go look. Go look at the stats. They don't commit penalties. They're still now I, I think a team that's dangerous, one of the most dangerous teams you're going to find is an Ofer team. Uh the easiest team you're going to beat is a team that has one win. I think Miami goes back to where they're supposed to go. And they'll probably, because you have a one-win team, good luck giving a bleep after you get that one win. And I think it's going on with the Jets, and I think it's going on uh, certainly, hopefully, uh, with the uh, Redskins, even though they Do the Redskins have a couple? Do the Redskins have a few wins? What do the Redskins have? No, they're 1-8. One one. Told you. Yeah. Told you. They don't give a bleep. They haven't cared in a long time. Uh, a one-win team can be the biggest pushover ever. I'm going to take Indianapolis on this, but I love Brian Flores. He fought for that one win. He fought to be forgettable. Tom. I've picked the Dolphins way too many times this year, very successfully when they, when you get a ton of points. It's going to be excruciating watching the Colts get there, but I'm going to pick them to cover the 11.5. Carolina Panthers at Green Bay Packers this is another brutally tough game. 425 p.m. on Fox. The Packers are five-point favorites. 61% of the bets are on them. I'm not. Defense is there. Kyle Allen, he has enough on tape to be exposed. I'm taking Mike Pettin. I'm taking Green Bay. Next. Or go ahead, Tom. I am, too. A lot of people like Carolina. It's a good bounce-back game for the Packers. I don't think the Panthers have been quite the same team on the road. They're pretty scary uh-huh. at home. Uh, L.A. Rams at Pittsburgh Steelers, 425 on Fox. The Rams are four-point favorites. 70% of the bets are on them. Trouble running the ball. Pittsburgh's defense has been showing up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think this is a scary game for the Rams coming all the way to Heinz Field at Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Steelers in an upset, Tom. Oh, I hate when we agree this much, but yeah, I think you got to take the points. I think you got to take the points here. Minnesota at Dallas, 820. It is the Sunday night game on NBC. Dallas are three-point favorites. 58% of the public is on Dallas as well. Can I say something macro here instead of micro just for this game? I think Jerry Jones is definitely going to make Dak Prescott the highest-paid quarterback of the NFL at the end of this season because Jerry is just in the same way he was with Zeke. Jerry, you're just too old to start again. 
And I think with Dak, he's not played terribly bad whatsoever. Dallas is a formidable football team. But getting into this football game, Minnesota's been at a different level. I think they came back down to earth a little bit. But I think that they've been at a different level this year. They're playing in a very tough division, Green Bay's. Honestly, people might be surprised at where Green Bay's. Green Bay is back where they're supposed to be. Green Bay is supposed to be near the top of the AFC North every single year. Chicago, it was a nice trip. I think you're donezo for this season. Minnesota, you're just too well coached. You have too much talent. You, I know you, your defense has been a little scattershot here and there, but you got enough on offense. Kirk Cousins finally got his head out of his ass. I, I got to take the Vikings in this one. I, I have to take them. And for Dallas... You're there, but you're not there yet. It's going to be between you and the Eagles for the entire NFC East for the rest of the year. You know damn well, and the American people know, you don't just run away with the NFC East. The Cowboys won't do it. I'm taking Minnesota on the road Sunday night, Tom. It's absolutely terrifying to have Kirk Cousins in this game, though. I mean, I'm with you, and I'm going to take them, but they need good Kirk Cousins, and they will win by a touchdown. They get regular primetime Kirk Cousins, and they're going to get blown out of that game. Last one, the Monday night game, another outstanding contest. Seattle Seahawks at San Francisco 49ers. Niners are six-and-a-half-point favorites. 59% of the public is on Seattle. I love it. I love it, and I love Seattle in this football game. I love the coaching comparisons. You have old versus young. I wonder if, if Kyle Shanahan were three years younger. Like if Sean McVay got in and then Kyle, which technically is how it is, but if if Kyle Shanahan were three years younger, is he the head coach of the Browns right now? Like because remember it was remember this Tom a few years ago he was too young, and then the Rams hired Sean McVay and Sean McVay was thirty, and people met that with a lot of questions. I'm taking Seattle in this football game. I think San Francisco, and I hate to use this term due for a loss, but I think Seattle's actually really good on the road this year. Russell Wilson's been very good on the road for mostly his entire career, so has Pete Carroll. I'm going to take Seattle in this one, but think about that for just a second. Because he was in Cleveland, and then it became a total mess, and he wanted out. It's too good a hire for it to have actually happened. I understand what you're saying, but the Browns (laughs) wouldn't have done it. Yeah, you're actually... Actually, right. I'm with you. Seattle plus six and six and a half. Yeah, that's what. And that saying. is that is the week ten preview. Fabulous as always, Tom. All right, I was going to get to Baker Mayfield, and I will because I think at the top of the uh, Baker Mayfield's enemies list should be Baker Mayfield. But uh, we got to argue this out when we come back. If my son was drafted by my chief rival, I'm sorry, I'm still a fan of my team, no matter how embarrassing they may be. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.